Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they are free. Josh Fisher, Alex Zener, Toss Mirectisopoulos. We started off last segment talking. I asked you what you felt the best three teams in each co- the conference were in the, in the association. Yeah, that's and- all we needed to get rolling. <laughs> I I somewhat I was like trying to like reference maybe this is my love of music I was like trying to explain to someone the other day what our show is like and I'm like if you just think of it like a jam band yeah, yeah. if you just think of our show like a jam band like you'll we'll start on the NFL and finish on the NBA but it'll tie maybe at least we think it will. <laughs> We always try our best, and if it's a bad segue, we, we always give it what we got. Um, but yeah, I mean, before we, you know, we didn't tie a perfect ribbon on the NBA over there. We were talking about last year's, you know, this year's sophomores. Um, really quickly, though, maybe before we can transition to the NFL, because I have some questions for you there. Outside of Paulo, I mean, is Benedict Matherin the best rookie this year, or do you like you like Jaden Ivey or Keegan Keegan Murray? foot in my mouth keegan murray i like i like all those guys and i also want to throw in i actually think jabari smith is playing really really good basketball right now uh well, yeah i mean you know there's a lot of dudes sorry to ping ping back in walker kessler malachi branham like aj griffin like it's got two game winners already yeah yeah there's a lot of dudes playing oh you're who was it wasn't you it was our boy brando with the andrew nemhard pick yeah he really liked nemhard I mean, he he reminds me a lot of guys like Brogdon and Brunson, where he's just like a really savvy basketball player. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He hits his threes. He doesn't turn the ball over. Like there is a place in the league for guys like that. I mean, look at look at what a premium the Memphis Grizzlies put on Tyus Jones. They ended up bringing him back, and now I think they probably have the the best backup point guard in the NBA. And I I think that's invaluable. Like, because you have a guy like John Morant who plays at times reckless basketball, at least from a physical standpoint, and, and always has a propensity to get injured. So to have a guy that's a backup like Tyus Jones, it's really, really, it's it's helpful. It's certainly mm-hmm. helpful. Um, but yeah, man, the NBA is really fun right now, and now it's officially started because we're past the Christmas Day mark. Yeah, now now things get legitimate legitimized. What's the word? You know the word. I don't know. Legitimized. 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 Yeah. Full Nikki Snacks moment right there. Uh, (laughs) The real, but you did bring up the Grizzlies. So I'm going to reel myself back in on the NBA before we get to the NFL and start dancing that boogie. What can the Grizzlies go get Zach Levine? Are you, if you're the Grizzlies, are you standing put? Because we we talked about the Hawks being a very questionable team um, in the first segment. And uh, to me, the Grizzlies, like, they're not in our top three. And if you're not in our top three and we're really not, we're buying them as a fun team. We're buying them as like a team where, you know, there's a lot of obviously John Morant's like an MVP caliber player. Desmond Baines, an all-star caliber player. JJJ is like booing up between like really, really great player and like not available. 
And again, like you have like, a, I mean, I'm looking at their roster, like Brooks, Clark, Jones, Aldama, like Adams, like, you know, they've taken Roddy and Zaire Williams and the Arabia. I'm like curious to see how those three forwards kind of come to fruition. Yeah. But if you're the Grizzlies, do you take those three forwards that you've drafted or in some, you know, compilation of picks? Do you call up Chicago and get Zach Levine? I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up too much if I were them. Cause I really think like every guy you listed, I just saw a, a tweet the other day. Steven Adams still isn't even 30 years old. I saw that tweet too. Like, this is a really, really young team. I think Brooks is probably like 27. Um, but past that, all these guys are so young, so much more time to get better. Um, let's worry about like the problems that we can fix and address in the immediate, which is like, let's ha- maybe like we have Jaron Jackson, we coach him in a way where he doesn't foul out every single game and isn't averaging more fouls than any other player in NBA history. How about like, let's keep a guy that was a top six pick on the court like let's keep a guy healthy um bane you know i just bane and moran i don't know i worry like is levine what they need or is it a an upgrade to jackson or adams like is it an upgrade there that would really benefit this team a lot can i ask you this can they and, call detroit well everybody's going to be calling detroit for bogdanovich well that's what i want if i'm the if i'm the grizzlies can I get Bogdanovich? Can I get Dude, I'm you're out. giving up you're giving up at least one first round pick for Bogdanovich. Troy Weaver, excellent signing. The fact that he brought this guy in to a team that did not need them, did not no, need no, Bogdanovich. No, it's a great savvy move. I, I I don't know how who I was taught. I was out drinking the other night and Bogdanovich came up, but it was an unbelievable move on his part and the, the Pistons part. He can he you know what he could have done? He could have signed with the grid. Maybe the Timberwolves would be better. Hindsight twenty twenty with him. He could go to the Hawks, but he could have signed with these one of these middling teams and be stuck not contending. And now one of these top two teams can go get him, and he could be really playing for something. And the Pistons, it's a great move for them because, like I think you're alluding to, they can get a pick automatically for a guy that wasn't helping them now. Yeah, how about like Otto Porter? Like, why did you sign with the Raptors? What are you doing? Like, why didn't you like it? Uh, why like at least, Dan, at least Danny Gold? Green, at least Danny Green signed with the Grizzlies. You know, like they're better than the Raptors. They are. Yeah, for sure. Like they, I mean, they were second in the West last year. Like I actually don't. Like I'm not fully out on Killian Hayes right now. I want to throw playing that well. up. He's playing his best basketball he ever has. Like, can you call, so back? Can Jaron Jackson Jr. Because. Detroit is looking for size. Like, I don't think MB3 is it. Like, nice that he's getting minutes. Happy he's playing, like, and his career is not fully in the toilet. Like, that's great to see. And I don't know if he's involved in this trade either, quite honestly. But can you get Jalen Duran and can you get Bogdanovich for Jaron Jackson Jr.? Would, would you do that if you're the Pistons and the Grizzlies, or is that not enough for one of the parties? Um. I think you're giving up on him a little early if you're the Grizzlies. Um, so if you were getting first round picks from the Pistons back, then yes. But I just Weaver's not going to do that. Like he's looking to flip Bogdanovich for picks. two for two first round picks and call it a day. Yeah, and like maybe a vet to like match contracts who is on a one year deal who you know like is going to sign somewhere else next year. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would the- I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. So the Grizzlies and the Mavs are kind of in the same place. 
Yeah, I mean, the Mavs, like, the Mavs have to, except the fact that I was talking about with the age, where Steven Adams is probably the oldest player on this team besides Danny Green, and he's not even 30, and, like, every role player on the Mavericks is over the age of 28, except for, like, Josh Green. So it's like, we, I don't know, I mean, we have to reassign Wood. We have to extend him. Uh, we can't have another asset just fall by the wayside and get picked up by another team like what happened with Brunson. And but the Mavs need to make moves still. Just I just hope they don't get they, they don't get too desperate and like give up everything for a guy that's gonna get hurt. Like Levine worries me. He's a really mm-hmm. good pairing and running mate for Luca, but he just has such a high propensity of getting hurt and injured. That at that point get DeRozan because they had I they had DeRozan they could compete for the title. Yeah. Yeah, DeRozan's an interesting like guy because I think he's like a he's a he raises your floor, but how much does he raise your ceiling? No, I just I a lot, dude. I mean, I may be like a DeRozan sucker, but like he hits game winner still. He scores at a high clip still. Just since like three or four years ago, he's completely developed his game and changed his game as as far as facilitating goes. Yeah, between the two of those guys. When push comes to shove, I'd rather have for the Mavericks, I'd rather have Levine because he's a far better three-point shooter. And I think that like bringing a non-three-point shooter next to Luka and having him play on the on the court at the same time is a little bit counterintuitive. Um, even if he does get you 20 points per game, like if he's not maximizing your, your true superstar and Luka, then it's a little bit of a like, why are we doing this? Um yeah, I mean, teams are definitely going to have to make moves. It, it'll be interesting to see if the Lakers go the rest of the season without doing anything. I would be highly, highly surprised. You want AD? Is that what you're, you're saying? You want you want AD? No, they can't move AD. They can't. He was playing MVP-level basketball when he was no, no. healthy. He's not playing, bro. Well, he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. All right, well, the guy that won't he's be definitely back. Better than, he's better than Cat. <laughs> yeah, he's been a cat. <laughs> Can I ask you something? For from an NFL, I threw it. I mean, Derek Carr benched crazy. Their franchise is a total joke. Yeah, but this guy Jared Stidham might be the next Tom Brady. Yeah, good one. I <laughs> uh, heard never heard that before. Let me ask you this, man. The QB's carousel is going to be insane. Garoppolo, Rogers, presumably we discussed this last time. It was broken down. Brady, I don't even know. One name that's like not been thrown out there and I threw out today in a group text we were in is, is Kyler Murray. If you're the New York Jets and you, the Cardinals have to rebuild because that's where things are at with their franchise. If you're the New York Jets, do you kind of buy low on Kyler Murray? Or is your franchise too far ahead and you go get someone like Garoppolo and go get someone like Rodgers out on Carr? Carr is in the... Winston Dalton cycle, the Wentz wow. cycle. I mean, he statistically has been abysmal this this year. He's been really, really bad collectively. Um, you know, Derek Carr. Yeah, you add, you add up all the the performances. He's had a couple of games this season where he's looked pretty decent. I just find it interesting that like they spent all of this money on bringing Devontae in to pair with him. Like, are they a package deal, or like, are you going to move on with Derek Carr and and just they can't keep Devonte? You got to if you're the Raiders and you have Devonte and you have Josh Jacobs, like, if you if they had a good quarterback, like for all intents and purposes, they can move Derek Carr, maybe get a fourth out of him, 
third out of him, you know, trick some team into believing that he's still got something left in the tank. I mean, I, I'm on, I'm look, you never root for a guy to fail, but like, I mean, you saw this coming a mile away. Like, you un- don't, you don't, you think that, jo- well, I mean, what about Josh Jacobs then? You want to sell high on Josh Jacobs? He's, he's a free agent. Oh, that's right. You didn't tender him. Yeah. He was a first round pick that you didn't tender because you were afraid of the tag and he's ran you into a tough decision. Very tough. So you are now in a position where you're the Raiders. And we'll get back to the Jets Kyler thing in a hot second. But if you're the Raiders, you have options of because now you have you've you've bought into the future of which is Devontae Adams. That's like what you're in. Like you, he's the move you made. You made the Devonte. You bought you, you fired like your head coach who stepped in admirably and led you to the playoffs last year. Yeah. <laughs> you, which I mean, like, come on, for McDaniel's who's flopped. You've taken a step back in your head. You've went and gotten a new offensive guru head coach. You've gotten the best receiver in football, and you're are, you are in danger. You're not gonna. You're gonna be way worse than last year. Not just worse. Last year, you were a nine and eight playoff team. Like you're not even sniffing. Like right now, they're six and nine. Yeah. Like you're. I mean, be, early, earlier today, someone ten. Someone texted us about the Raiders and was like, "Oh my God, Raiders!" Like red alert. And I was like, "Oh my God, they fired McDaniel's." <laughs> and then I looked at, you know, the news cycle to see actually what had happened. It was that Jared Stidham starting, and I was like, "I, I don't care. Who cares?" It's the oh yeah, it's a complete six and nine team. Like I would assume they're benching Derek Carr because he's benched himself with his gameplay. Yeah, it's sometimes it can be tough for these guys getting a wide receiver like that into the mix. You get googly eyes. So one of our buddies did. He made a list, and I think he made this list before the Tua news. And I think at this point we know that they're shutting Tua down the rest of the season mm. because of the concussions and yeah, I, I ho- they'll, they'll miss the playoffs they're gonna miss the playoffs now yeah i hope that that guy plays football again honestly that's like what no, the yeah. biggest concern is for him it's like a thousand percent his career is completely in jeopardy right but he had every quarterback that is currently slated to make the playoffs ahead of dak prescott including tua at the time who I think like absolutely Daniel Jones ahead of Dak. Maybe D- maybe DJ he didn't even have in there. Like Heineke ahead of Dak, like Cousins ahead of Dak. Like I just feel like Dak's getting so much hate. Like I, the Cowboys are almost getting as is, as is like clinical Cowboys breakdown by the media by everyone. Oh, they're gonna. They're cursed, right? They haven't won since the mid nineties. Like they're gonna find a way to to blow it all away and to to blow this chance that they have, even though they're not even winning their division. But I, for some reason, it's giving me the opposite feeling. I'm getting a feeling that, like a gut feeling, that this is exactly what they need. This hate, this chip on their shoulder, in a time where, like. Four or five weeks ago, I said this is the most talented roster that the Cowboys have had since they won a Super Bowl defensively on both sides of the ball. Now Tyron Smith is back. You you disagree? No, yeah, I f- firmly agree. I, I, anybody that's counting the Cowboys out is on crack cocaine. Seriously, 
This NFC team is a house of cards. NFC is a house of cards. I'm like, we still haven't seen the Eagles beat two good teams in a row because they haven't had to play two good teams in a row. Eagles are excellent, bro. But Eagles are excellent. But guess no, no, what? no. I'm not saying that they're not excellent. So are the Cowboys. I, yeah, but so are I, the Cowboys. I, don't I believe think, that I the Eagles the Niners, are the, the Niners, the Cowboys, and the Vikings. In the, sorry, the, in the Eagles. Yeah. You can't God, say If one of those three teams loses to the Vikings, they, they'll be kicking themselves for sure. I mean, dude, the oh, the greatest come the the greatest comeback in the NFL history against a team they should have beat the you know what out of. Is that guy going to coach next year? Jeff Saturday. I mean, dude, who knows? He's he's QB carousel his own team. Like Nick Foles threw three picks the other day. The 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 like the, the crazy thing is is like they only gave up twenty points to the Chargers. Well, that defensive front. Up top is really good. I mean, I don't even know what they. Odiengbo, Okiriki, like Buckner, like that. I mean, that Leonard, Leonard's Leonard's not even playing. He's not even playing. Like that defense. Then they have Gilmore. Like that's a really good. No, they're going to be in a position like they're in a good position to go up. Them and the Falcons are in good positions to go up and trade up to the Bears spot. Yeah, yeah. We were we were talking about give me give me your teams for this is a little early looking here, but. Sure. Teams that you expect next year in the NFL to to get better, to truly get better and be a step above what they were this year or what they are this year. That was really early for that. Um, well, I just want to touch back on the Cardinals because we were mentioned at the top. They're not one of those teams. But I do think they need to blow it. I think I'm saying this right now because I want it on record. I threw the Jets out there, and maybe it might not be in the Jets' timeline because of Kyler's injury, but they need to trade Kyler Murray. They need to get yeah. out from well, under and, that contract. JJ's officially done, right? He's they, hanging it yeah, up. Yeah, that's the tip of the iceberg. They, the head coach, they hired too many comp. They, they drafted too many complex defensive pieces for an offensive-minded coach and a mediocre offensive-minded coach at that. Hopkins needs to be dealt. Murray needs to be dealt. Brown needs to be sold for less than he got him. For. They need to blow it up. Yeah, they're the opposite of what you do, uh, the answer to the question you asked. I mean, obviously, I think the Jags will get continue to get better. Um, I think I actually am into the Steelers. Like, I think if they can draft some offensive linemen, they're going to have the Bears pick at the front end of the second round. If if they can go get the the tackle from Georgia, the tackle from Ohio State, I think the tackle from Northwestern will be gone. What the guard from USC, the guard from Florida, like if they can go back to back on the offensive line and really dominate the draft class. If you remember in like two thousand six, like when the Jets took to Brickishaw Ferguson uh, and, and Nick Mangold's, like that was a really strong draft. Yeah. I think that it depends on who makes a move for who gets Aaron Rodgers. Because if it's the Panthers, if it's the Commanders, like one of those teams, like then we're singing a different tune. If you're the Seahawks, they're going to have to take a quarterback. Who trades up to get Bryce Young or, or Will Levis? I mean, yeah, no. who trades up to get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? Um, but for me, it's like the Steelers and the Jacks. Those are the teams that I'm really keeping my eye on. And in the NFC, I, I mean, I expect the Falcons to be better next year than they are this year. I, them, the Bears, right? Yeah, I mean, if the Packers lose Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be interesting to see what happens to that team. We're talking about you're talking about a franchise. I would expect that they get worse. We're talking about a franchise that is used to and demands football excellency, at least competition in the NFC and the NFC North 
a dominant team in the NFC North for the past 15 years. Do they get better? Is it possible they get better? I don't believe so. Okay, that's fine. I've, I mean, I've seen scorching, enough. Scorching I, question. Yeah, I, I. depending on who they bring in, I don't trust Love. I, I mean, I've seen an, enough of him, man, where it's like, he'd have to give me at least like eight weeks next season where he looks really good before I'm like, okay, this was, this is the right direction. Yeah. But I could tell you who's on the down Titans Cardinals. Yep. Yep. Those teams are on the down for sure. Uh, Browns will be on the up. They should. The Ravens, if they don't sign Lamar, that's going to be interesting to watch. Do you, I'm going to leave you to ponder this. You're going to, you're going to have to answer. How are they 10 and five? How is that team ten and five? Good, well Justin, coached. Well coached. Good defense. Justin Tucker. Justin, good special teams. Best kicker ever. Yeah. Fans out there, drag both feet and bounce, swing on a full count. Hit that puck at that putt at your PKs because they free and free throws wide toss. Because they're free. Gotcha. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Please catch the charity stripe every Thursday at six p.m. on the Mightier Ten Ninety ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.